This is Super Yacht Radio. Welcome back to Super Yacht Radio. I have the pleasure of being joined today with another of the A-Crew nominees, Crew Award nominees this year. And I am once again connected to Australia as I catch up with Beck McKeever, who, along with Dominique Smith, is our, are the virtual pursers and are up this year for the Entrepreneur Award. Lovely to have you here, Beck. Welcome. Oh, thank you. So lovely to be here. Thank you. So, you know, 2020 is one of those years that was a little bit crazy, but you did see, and, and I think it's very true for most of the nominees for the entrepreneurship, people who were working things laterally and doing things differently and creating a new presence in a new way, which is how I actually... I think I saw virtual pursers first through Instagram um, and I liked what you were doing and then kind of could see the overlap. So uh, before I get into virtual pursers, just so that um, I would love to get back a little bit to yourself. um, And because originally once upon a time you started in yachting. This is very true. (laughs) Um, So I left yachting last year. Um, I've been in yachting for over 13 years. It's been the most incredible journey. Um, I've been really, really, really lucky. The boats that I've worked on have been absolutely amazing. I've had incredible crew, great captains, um, and I'm I'm really about the adventure, you know, the adventure side of yachting, and I've been really lucky that the boats that I've been on have mostly been world cruises, so you know, we've gotten to go to some incredible destinations and, you know, that just the fact that my backyard has changed, you know, for all these days over all these years has just been absolutely amazing. And it's something that I'll definitely miss and I do miss already. And, you know, it's something I'll always hold close to my heart, but geez, yachting is something really special. And I'm sure you would acknowledge that. And I'm sure you've met plenty of people who say exactly the same thing. Yeah. And really love the industry, love what they, it's given to them. And in the case of many of you, want to find a way to give back to it as well. 100%. Yeah, yeah, and absolutely. Did you work, I mean, when you first came in, did you kind of start in interior and work your way up that, you know, initial kind of first step? Yeah, yeah. Yachting for me, it actually fell into my lap. Um, I was so incredibly lucky. Um, I started as a stewardess on um, Motor Yacht Octopus for Paul Allen. So it was an incredible boat and and literally that job actually fell on my lap. You know, I found an advertisement on a train one day in Australia randomly <laughs> and 
<laughs> and, you know, it, it, it was one of those crazy circumstances because I'd actually never heard of yachting and I'd never heard of these in- incredible yachts. And it was so far removed from my background and where I've come from and, um, you know, this glamorous lifestyle and, you know, these celebrities and I'm just or just what it stands for and represents. It's just so far away from the way I grew up. Um, but, yeah, it fell into my lap and um, I, I just miraculously around the same time, you know, this is before the days of Facebook, mind you. So I had received like this PowerPoint presentation of wouldn't you want to live here, you know, those chain emails back mm-hmm. in the day. I don't remember yeah. those. And um, and it was of this boat called Modi Yacht Octopus. And I couldn't believe it. And I was like, yes, I would like to live there. Absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, lo and behold, a month later, I ended up getting a job on this boat. I, I don't even know how that happened, but it did. And, you know, my career has been just one step after the other. I think the first couple of years were definitely more about having fun and um, enjoying it for what it was. And then after that, I really saw that this could be a career and, you know, I could work my way up the ranks and, you know, it is about working hard, play hard and, you know, you, you what you put in and, uh, you know, what you give out is, you know, what's going to come back for you. And, um, yeah, I was just, I think I was really fortunate. I also was really lucky. I had a couple of um, really incredible mentors in the industry that um, really helped me along the way. It's something that I'm a huge advocate for. It's something that we're trying to instill in our business now you know we're you know basically assisting people and helping them with their journeys and supporting people who are you know going through the journey of being a person which can be quite a lonely position in itself um so yeah my my journey was you know I you know I started from the bottom if you if you want to call it the bottom um <laughs> but I, you know I started I started as a stewardess and uh you know I just worked really hard and I, I got to where I wanted to go and um, I don't necessarily believe you, you need to go through the path of being a stewardess to, to get to a person position at all. And, um, you know, and there was one stage in my career I actually, you know, I'm, I'm a diving instructor, so I, I wanted to go the deck side of things. I, you know, that was a lot more fun for me, you know, driving the tenders and being outside and and all of these things. Like, you know, there are a lot of um, ways and um, places to go in yachting, you know, whatever sort of your heart desires if you if you have sort of have that drive within you um or but, you know you can take it for what it is and yeah. I was gonna say it's, it's interesting because um every person so far that I've interviewed has taken the you know stew to chief stew to purser now I can see there's a lot of overlap in you know super organization skills and people skills but I'm kind of wondering in the personal position, could you come up through the deck side instead? Because you don't hear of that as much. And and we also don't hear of that many girls starting in on the exterior instead of yeah. vice versa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know, I, I think ultimately, yes, you're right. It comes down to um, this, the skills that you get from being within those roles. I think you, you it definitely doesn't matter whether it's interior versus exterior I think it's just that seems to be the traditional route probably because you know yachting's quite old-fashioned like that you know times are changing um, but I definitely can see why it's always sort of been in that path um, but you know ultimately you you do gain a lot of the same skills in exterior 
Um, I, you know, I personally believe a lot of them um, really come down to, um, you know, how you manage yourself and communication and, and you know, your communication with, with these owners of the vessel and the guests and, and being able to, um, you know, manage yourself in a, um, I guess, in a, how, how would you describe that? Yeah, I guess in a, in a professional manner that, you know, it, it does take some time to sort of learn those skills. But, you know, whether that's interior or exterior, that's it's one, one or the other, they, they don't really differ in that way. Um, but if you do have skills from outside yachting that you bring with you on board the boats, you know, perhaps you do have those sort of accounting skills beforehand or, you know, something like that. Mm, definitely. So... Take me then to, you had worked your way up with, um, at, to a purser. You also knew Dominic Smith. And then how did that partnership become virtual pursers? Yeah, sure. So Dom and I have been friends for many years. We actually worked together on a boat in 2015. And, you know, we, we lived together in a cabin and, you know, it's, it's the one of the closest environments, you know, for building these sort of relationships in any, uh, I can't compare it to any other environment. But, you know, we, we were always um, really good friends. And we were also really um, great work colleagues on a professional basis. And I just, there was something between our friendship that we just always knew that we'd be able to blossom it into something else. And it was something that we sort of spoke about periodically here and there. And um, I think the last uh, probably two, three years specifically, we've really been, um, I guess, looking at different options for us to, you know, to move on to after yachting. The thing is, Dom and I both absolutely love yachting and, and we absolutely love our jobs and I love being a purser. And it was a really hard concept to think, well, if I if I leave yachting, does that mean I have to start something completely new and something completely different? Um, and I, I feel like that's, it sort of hinders the life of a purser and, and the whole idea behind virtual purses is to actually extend the life of the purser and, you know, turn it into a, a, a you know, an entire career, you know. And um, I think the thing is with Dom and I is like we, we had thought about this so long and, and the idea of virtual purses sort of came about um, you know, a few years ago actually and it was something that we sort of put off on and off and, mm. Um, you know, COVID definitely helped push that to the forefront. It really, really did. And it was something that we were really umming and ahhing. Should we, should we like, you know, really do this? Should we put the pedal to the metal and go for it? And um, it was when I got COVID actually that it, it really made me, made us both go, yes, like now's the time, you know. And we both sort of hit the ceiling in our careers and um, we didn't feel like there was something further that we could learn. And, so starting a business has been a huge part of growth for both of us professionally and personally, and um, it's been absolutely incredible. Every day has been an education, and we've just loved it. We've just loved it so far. Because as, as you were chatting, I was thinking, yeah, it, there's got to be, you know, like in, in some ways there's a kind of forward progression in career. But as purser, you've kind of reached – a, a level that where do you go next as purser once you get really good at that? Um, I don't, I don't know. In in some ways, that has to be the challenge of 
being really great at your job. And yet talking with captains, you know, particularly when they have smaller yachts, they're like, and my yacht isn't big enough for a purser and I'd love a purser, you know? So on, on the bigger yachts, you can really understand this um, partnership of sorts that's between the purser and the captain of, because those skills I, I learned recently talking with Lynn Edwards, who's up for the lifetime award. And she was talking about, you know, the personality skills and the steely ones, which love the spreadsheets and the admin stuff isn't always part of our makeup. Um, And so I I love this idea that there's another way. And and I would think also for yachts that aren't necessarily big enough to have a purser, but could really do with having that skill set on board. Yes, I think that's, you know, that's where we found our niche. You know, at at the end of the day, um, whether you're a 50-metre yacht or a 70-metre yacht, the administration is actually at the same level, but you simply don't have the room on board. And especially during these times, I mean, COVID has been incredibly high-pressured for everybody. Um, And, you know, you have the captain and the senior crew who have to put on a, a front to the rest of the crew that their mental well-being is absolutely fine not getting off the boat and with all this additional paperwork and all this additional stress. And I I feel like COVID for this reason has actually helped push our business more in the forefront in the sense that, well, why not actually get that additional assistance, alleviate some of that stress, you know, take some of that pressure off. And it's something that, um, you know, it's probably been needed for years to come, but it's not been highlighted for so long. So, um, yeah, I definitely, I definitely feel that that's where um, we've been most well received with captains who have that need, but they just don't have the capacity on board. Um, but we're starting to now see a lot of movement for um, larger vessels as well, particularly new builds, you know, and again, it comes down to COVID times, flying people out and about and, um, you know, what is the purpose of that? What is the purpose of flying somebody to Germany or to wherever it might be when we could hire somebody in a flexible capacity until that need to have that person on board arises. So it's slowly but surely growing organically. And I think um, that's what, you know, Dom and I are really liking about, um, you know, the start of the business, that we're slowly getting our name out there and people are seeing the value in what we're doing. Um, I'd also think having chatted with two pursers this past year, as a purser's position, there's a whole lot of extra work that hasn't been there before because between trying to figure how to people are traveling and what kind of visa, not visas, but travel restrictions. And then there's the surgical and the testing and the, you know, there's, there's this whole extra le- level of administration that just wasn't there a year and a half ago. Um, so 100%. I would imagine administration-wise, there is a tremendous more pressure because these are really important things. You know, if you don't have the PCR test, you can't get on the plane. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, we've had quite a few um, purses reached out to us for that additional assistance, you know, because as well, a lot of these yachts are seeing owners and guests on board more than what they were prior because they want to come and stay for a longer period and so, you know, the purse is also there to look after the owners and the guests and 
So, you know, when they've got crew flying in and out and about and it's it's just a lot of additional pressure and, um, you know, on top of the fact that they're also stuck on board. And I, I think in, during these times it's probably crucial to make sure that we're trying to alleviate as much stress, unnecessary stress as possible. And I think that's what's been really great about, um, yeah, what we've been doing and, and hopefully it continues that way. <laughs> so from the sounds of it, one of the other things has sort of been building up this community as well, because, you know, my understanding a purser along from along with the administration and everything as a position very often is the um, communication. What do they call it? A, a safeguard keeper or, you know, often is the one who has done the mental health first aid training or is in charge of those, you know, personal relations. And as you said, you know, they're expected to kind of help all the crew along and be fine themselves. So it sounds like you've also helped create a support space for pursers as well. Yeah, and that's actually a really important part of what we've been sort of building and, and something that we're really looking at, um, you know, different projects and whatnot of how we can offer even more support and assistance. And, you know, it, it won't necessarily be where we're hired as such. Perhaps it's just a support network. And I think that's really important. And it's not just for persons, you know, for chief officers and for um, captain, senior crew, it's quite a lonely position on board the boat and you do have a lot of pressure on your shoulders. And speaking from my own experience, you know, I, as much as I'd love being a person on board a boat, um, you know, you are very, you're very, um, you just kind of kept in the dark in, in the sense that, you know, it's, it's almost, it's almost seen as you're not good at your job if you ask questions or, or something like this, you know, and, and so you, you don't and you you just, uh, you know, pretend that you know it all and research it, you know, when you don't know the questions. Google search, so you, Google search. You know, <laughs> you know, because you don't want to appear stupid and and I think that's, that's wrong, you know, you should have this open communication and, and until you sort of, until the support, you know, area or some sort of safe area where where that's sort of warranted and that's okay and that's accepted is sort of created and and that's something that we're sort of working to achieve at the moment. Um, you know, it will continue to be a really lonely journey and and that's hard because especially if you've been on these yachts, you know, you you work your way through. I mean, speaking from my experience through being a stewardess and then being a chief stew and you know, I had this team of people to. Uh, you know, and I loved that. I love that so much to then being a person and really feeling like I'm on my own. That's that's really difficult and it's a really difficult transition. And, um, and I think especially during these times, it's things like that that really need to be evaluated and, and looked at. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm kind of thinking the, you know, the, the crew glue, you know, it, mm. of the two nominees, both of them, the the well-being of the crew was you know really deep in they both of them were very focused on on good mental health and good crew dynamics and they'd done leadership roles and so even though they were you know super at the keeping everything going job that side of it too 
but as you say, you know, we all need support. And the higher up you go and the more responsibility you have, there's the expectation you can be great at your job and get everything going as well or keep everything yeah. ticking, you know. Yeah, absolutely. We've actually been contacted by quite a few captains who have asked for support in I don't know what to do. This uh, We've got this issue on board with this crew member. I, I actually just need to talk to somebody and I, I really don't know who to talk to. And just purely because we had been in conversations for quite some time, you know, they felt that they could reach out to us because they didn't have that, you know, that support, that person on board and um, I, you know, I can completely understand how this is a really alienating time for everybody. And the more everybody's talking about it and the more any company is sort of thinking of these ways that we can create support and whatnot, I'm all for it. I'm a massive advocate for it. Um, and, I, you know, I can see that there is change happening and, and it's exciting, but maybe it's a little bit slow and we need to, you know, up the ante a little bit. Mm. Well, that sort of brings me on to my next question is looking, you know, you now have this long experience in the industry in different roles, looking forward to the next 10 years, what would you like to see change or develop in the industry? And as broadly as, you know, but what for you is kind of the passion of what you'd like to see, the dynamics you'd like to see change? Um, I think there is a lot of Good things that are happening at the moment. Um, I love what she and C are doing. I, I absolutely love it, and um, I'm an advocate for them. And I really, really believe in diversity. And, and I can see that that's been a really big topic. Um, and mental well-being has been a really big topic. And and you can see that there is starting to be a lot more support networks. And and I'm I'm really hoping that um, you know. This, this sort of stigma within the industry sort of disappears and people understand that it is a high-pressure environment and you are going to have people who are going to crack and you are going to have to be able to support them. And, and I, you know, I'd, I'd really like to see that to be a part of um, the SMS, for that to be something that's um, part of a safety manual for the senior crew to be trained in in looking after mental well-being because even though there are some courses out there at the moment, it's still not something that's mandatory. And I, I think that that's something that should be mandatory. And, and you know, I hope one one day it, it is. And, um, yeah, I can, I can see that we're heading in that direction, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Well, it's actually one of the lovely feedbacks I've heard from both captains, you know, Brendan O'Shaughnessy, I was talking to yeah. months back and that's, but it has been echoed with almost every captain I talk with is the importance, you know, as, as they've said, sort of without the crew, it's just a boat, you know, the crew well-being. And I've even heard it, we, we broadcasted the US Super Yacht Summit and they had the owners, five different owners, and they all talked about their crew. It, it was how was 2020 as an owner and the crew well-being and worrying about the crew and that they couldn't get back to their families was also, you know, a, a big focus for them. So I, I think the crew welfare and seeing that differently, um, I think you're right. I think there are changes. So, yeah, yeah, I can um, see, you know, 
there are a lot of um, innovative things that are happening, you know, and, and that's really exciting. And actually, Brendan has been a mentor of mine for many years, and he's I'm his number one fan. He's fantastic, as I'm sure you're aware. <laughs> but he's been so supportive of what we've been doing, and and in turn, I'm really supportive in, in what he's been doing. And you know, I know he's been really highlighting a lot of things, and um, you know, one of his biggest um, I guess one of the reasons why he's been quite supportive with what I've been doing, not purely because he knows me and he's been a mentor of mine, but for him, you know, he wants to see the um, the life of a crew member, um, you know, to be a career. And he wants to see that, you know, that bridge from from ship to shore. And, and he's a big advocate for, you know, building a future and a career in, in what you've been doing. So he's he's quite an interesting person, actually. And yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Up for, well, I, I interviewed him at Christmas time because he was up for he won the master um, unlimited captain. And this year he's up for the lifetime award, which yeah. I think is the next you know great position for him because he certainly has been. And, um, uh, you know, with the, the crew nominations, I love seeing mentorship being a really big part of it, too. Um, I think that that discussion has gone from, and you've probably seen this five years ago where it wasn't really a topic to the past two or three years where it had been, you know, most people I talk to will say they had some mentor or they're very, as Jenny last week was saying with their mentorship program, they had more people wanting to come and mentor initially than they had people looking for mentorship which is that whole side of the industry really wanting to give back and try and help people mm-hmm. as you go. Um, so I love that. Um, um, for Green Crew coming in, this is my other kind of favorite question. If, if you were to give a few pieces of sage advice to that young uh, crew coming into the industry, from what you've learned, what would you say to them? Oh, I'd say a few things. <laughs> First, I'd say if they're in interior, don't laugh at vacuuming walls. It's going to be a part of the <laughs> um, No, I'd say be open-minded. You know, you're going to be working with a really diverse range of people with different personalities and cultures and backgrounds. And the more diverse you are and open-minded you are, the more you're going to enjoy building those relationships and it will change you for the better. Um, and I'd also say never stop learning, you know, 100%. You know, the, the, the industry is filled with some incredibly intelligent people and some incredibly um, interesting prospects, things to do. You know, I've, I've been so lucky by the people I've worked, you know, been surrounded by because they've really inspired me to do a whole bunch of things that I just would never have done. I don't think if I'd never met these people. So I think that's an important one. And and don't ever be afraid to ask any questions, you know. I, I think that's a really important one as well. Like we don't all know the answers to everything and um, it doesn't hurt to ask a question. And there's only one way to learn you know (laughs) sometimes asking the obvious is a really good place to start Um, (laughs) finally for you guys uh the nomination was this a surprise how did you feel oh my gosh it was such a surprise honestly we were absolutely shocked and 
we're so humbled. You know, we're up against some ridiculously interesting, amazing people. So, you know, we don't believe we have a chance, but just to be even nominated is just so lovely. And it's, and it's a, you know, it's a nice recognition that somebody out there thinks that we're doing a really great job. And, and that's really lovely to hear. But, you know, there are some really amazing people up there. Um, Lauren Wardley, Ethical Yacht Wear, I just think how amazing it is that she, what she's put together. And she of the sea, as I mentioned before, and, you know, there's a, there's a few other people, all of them, they're all great. But, um, yeah, very humbled, very humbled, but very happy at the same time, very exciting. <laughs> Well, um, the very best of luck and congratulations. I think I'm actually, I, I like this bit even more than I love doing the winners because the winners, super. But in some ways, you really get the stories of all the different people. And, and you know, every time I talk to someone, I'm like, ah, now I see why they got nominated. You know, it makes complete sense. So um, many congratulations to you both and the best of luck. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me on here. It's been amazing. Oh, it's been my pleasure. We have been chatting with Beck McGeever, who, along with Dom Smith, is up this year for the Crew Award nomination for Entrepreneur. Thank you for listening. Stay well, stay safe wherever you are. You're listening to Super Yacht Radio.